You're listening to a podcast of Spurious Morality. Hello and welcome to a podcast of Spurious Morality. You're joining us for a bonus episode uh, where we're going to talk about some of our favourite stories by Chris Chapman after he very, very kindly spoke to us in the episode released earlier this week. Um, So with me to talk about Chris Chapman, I have Connor. Hello. And I have Greg. Hello, friends. Um... So, uh, obviously, Connor and I got to speak to Chris Chapman when we recorded um, not that long ago. and The episode went online on Monday, but the original plan was the three of us were going to talk about his stories anyway. And then we had the smart idea of seeing if he wanted to be involved, which he did very kindly. Um, so let's let's kind of talk about some of the stories that we were going to we were going to talk about anyway before the plan changed. Uh, first one we have on the list um, is going to contain spoilers. As all of them that we're going to, you see, I forgot to do the spoiler thing there and just brought it back. So yes, uh, the spoiler warning for this episode is uh, "Adventures by Chris Chapman." We are likely to talk about a few of them. Uh, first of which will be "Scorched Earth," um, a Six Doctor, Constance, and Flip story. Uh, and one of the final uh, Six Doctor stories in the monthly range. There are only a few after that, I think. Um, so you pick this one, Connor, so I'll let you go first. Tell us why you love Scorch Earth. Well, I've, I've spoken about this one on the podcast before, um, I think during one of our historical episodes, but I love it so much, I'm, I'm always happy to talk about it even more. Um, mainly for how it uses Flip and Constance. Um it's it's uh, it, it those two I think are quite unique in in that you have a younger companion from the future and an older you know in theory more mature companion from the past um uh, you know as far as each other are concerned um so you have you know Constance who you know she, you know to my mind you know is the Constance is you know ideally place to guide flip and you know she she has more experience of the world but flip knows more of the future flip has the benefit of hindsight that constance doesn't necessarily at least as far as this story goes um so when it brings constance to uh, a point in history that's very very close to her and, and and you know she has come from she has lived through the horrors of the war or is living through it um from her point of view in terms of where she comes from um she then gets to see just after the end of the war um and and doesn't necessarily react to in the best way to to seeing how french collaborators are 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 treated in in you know just post liberation france whereas to flip seeing the way that those women were treated you know playing out in front of them she finds absolutely horrifying so I, I I love the drama that that creates between those two. It's really really, uh, it's a really really effective use of the two of them, um, and it, it's it's I've always had a, a lot of love for that story because of that. Yeah, it's a very sort of 
emotionally charged story and it's the only time really that anything sort of comes between Constance and Flip who sort of do get on very well and there is that sort of uh, I guess it's like an older sister kind of relationship uh, that Constance has with Flip and yeah that kind of gets sort of skewed a bit in this story. What are your thoughts about it Greg? What I'm going to keep coming back to here, the things I like about Chris Chapman's writing is the fact that he respects his characters when he writes them and the fact that he doesn't look for easy ways out from conflict. It's easy to fall into the trap when writing Doctor Who companions of just following the, the, the blueprint for them. And this is not the case in Scorched Earth. We get a legit difference in perspective between Constance and between Flip. And what works about it is that the script doesn't take sides. You know, Constance makes very good points about what needs to be done with collaborators, and Flip makes very good points from her time and her perspective about why that would be immoral or incorrect. And then the story never really says, you know, Flip is right and Constance is wrong. It lets them actually discuss and work out their differences. It's very mature in that sense. And that's that's really in some what I like about his writing in general, and it's what I like about this story in particular. Yeah, it, it's I do find that as a writer he has a far better handle on um on characters than quite a lot of others do actually that's not to criticize others it's just that chris chapman does it so excellently um i also think the fact that he's uh written quite a few for the sixth doctor and for constance uh and even flip now this is his second uh story with this tardis team um i do think that it uh it, it does sort of help you know, having him associated with with the Sixth Doctor in such a way. Um, and quite a few of the stories we're talking about today are indeed Sixth Doctor stories, um, including our next one, which is Plight of the Pimpernel, which was a Sixth Doctor and Perry story. Um, and I think this one's quite fun, and it apparently came uh, from Colin Baker himself, uh, he said, I want to do a Pimpernel story, and and uh, this was the result of it. So, Connor, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I, I love it. I love it to bits. It's it's quite possibly... Uh, every, every year I go through and pick out, you know, a favourite story from each Doctor and do a big playlist, um, a big series where I, I do from first Doctor right through to, you know, the 10th or 11th, you know, with, you know out of the Doctors that Big Finish has now. And I know, already know that this is going to be my pick for the sixth Doctor next year, um, which is just a testament to how much I love it. It was, I think, not the last, but possibly the second last sixth uh, sixth Doctor story released in the main range, um, and it's it's a real last hurrah for him. As as you mentioned, Colin Baker picked, or he requested, you know, that they do a, a sixth Doctor meets the Scarlet Pimpernel uh, Pimpernel story, and I love what that. You know, I, I love that you're getting a story that the lead actor has, you know, personally asked for and is is really uh, invested in. Um, you know, you get the same. I, th- I think with Dark Eyes One, where Paul McGann asked to do a story set in World War One, and we get 
um, you know, the, quite a good uh, flavour of, of life on a World War One battlefield. Um, you know, that's, you know, with the section of No Man's Land and so on. Um, but what this, this, this is, what this does is it finds a really neat way of inserting a fictional character into the real world by having a time traveller, you know, spoilers for anyone who hasn't heard it, you know, a time traveller has come back from the future and is hiding out in the past from the crimes that they have committed in the future and have taken up this mantle um, to almost distract themselves from the horrific crimes that they have committed. Um, and then, you know, when the Doctor arrives and obviously works out the Scarlet Pimpernel shouldn't be real, we, you know, he and Perry decide to investigate um, and eventually uncover what is you know what this person has done and 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 you know managed to get back to his time and it becomes not just you know a historical you know doctor who meets a fictional character uh sort of story it's so it it turns on its head on during the, i think it's the third episode and and you get this great big twist that nothing um is has a has been as it seems so far um, so I really, really like it. Um, and what a strong way for the sixth doctor to go out of the range. Um, I know there was one story after it, but this is, you know, feels like a really great last hurrah. It takes him back to his first era. Um, you know, out of a doctor who has had so many different companions and, and, and runs. Um, this takes him right back to the start with him and Perry. It almost feels like it should be right at the very end of their adventures together because they're such firm and fast friends in it. Um, I I I I just love it to bits. It's it's a great little piece of um, sort of the series or season, sorry, twenty three that never was. Um, I I do like how the Sixth Doctor and Perry's relationship changed between season twenty two and twenty three. Uh, it was a lot less. There was a lot less conflict uh, in the twenty third season, and this is definitely one of those stories that had you know they're, they're closer friends the conflict isn't really there anymore which yeah i do i like the six dots from perry like that and i agree with you it's definitely towards the end of the time together uh what are your thoughts on it greg another thing i like about chris chapman's writing is his use of pacing and his use of structure and like connor was saying this story has several interesting features in the structure um specifically how it starts out as it feels like just a, you know, a, a breezy historical Doctor Who adventure, whether or not the Scarlet Pimpernel is real, you know, it, it, it feels a lot like the church and the crown from way back when, honestly, in the first couple of parts. And I absolutely loved that story and I was really enjoying this one. But when the twists start coming in, it, it, it just gets even better. You know, a lot of writers, when, the revelation comes along that, oh, this person is actually, you know, a criminal from the future who's hiding out, would take the easy route and turn this person into a, a raving madman of a villain, you know, looking to now continue his 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 reign of terror, if you will. But they the script doesn't do that, right? Instead, it it keeps with its central premise, you know, can this person be redeemed? Is the actions they're taking to save people enough to make them avoid justice for, for what they did in the past. Colin Baker is excellent in this. And I agree also, it's a really good story for Perry because it actually, it, it adds depth to 
their relationship. It's not just the combative thing we saw in season 22. It's not just the much closer friends that we saw in Trial of the Time Lord and would have seen in, in, in the Lost season 23. It's it's something more than that. It's it's akin to the the modern series. It's akin to the idea that the Doctor needs a companion there to stop him from going over the edge, and that's kind of what Perry does for him at the end of this story. So yeah, I think this one's great too. I'm I'm a big fan. It's it's really it's it's that last scene with the two of them where they have. Um, one last dance in the house before they leave, um, and and that I think is is amazing. I think that's why it has to come so late in their run, is because you know they start off, you know they they start off their adventures with a very, you know, fractured and difficult relationship, and here's how it ends up that you know where the two of them have, you know, you can feel the weight of their history there that they have gone through so much, and and. Not not in terms of the adventures they've had, but in terms of their relationship, you know, between the two of them, that they end up having this really sort of tender moment, um, right at the very end. It's 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 that scene that I think of now when I when I think of the Sixth Doctor and Perry. And I'd very much like to see the um, the Sixth Doctor and older Perry adventures continue, um, using this as a little bit of a template. Really, you know, we have got. Um, it's, it's a trilogy in a box set, isn't it, of Sixth Doctor and Older Perry Adventures. Uh, I do think it'd be nice to kind of look at this story, which has been released since any of those, and go, well, actually, yeah, that's how the two characters can be. So maybe there's something in that. Um, next story on our list is, it's one that I've chosen, and it's one that I've sort of raved about on this podcast before, because uh, I think it's just an absolute masterpiece. Uh, it's Warzone, a Fifth Doctor story with Tegan, Nyssa and Mark. Uh, and uh, as Chris described it when he spoke to us on the podcast the other day, um, it's kind of tough mudder in space kind of thing. Um, I love the fact that it's it's without a doubt a Cyberman story, but the Cybermen aren't actually in it. It's sort of, it makes them feel like a, universe-sized threat and just you know their existence and their technology is enough to actually create a particularly horrible situation uh they don't need to be there themselves with stompy boots on the ground and guns and that kind of thing um i really do think that it's it's a two-parter and it absolutely flies by um I think it's perhaps, I think it probably is the best two-parter that we ever saw from the monthly range. Um, We didn't see all that many, but I think this one definitely stands above the others. Uh, And it leads quite nicely into Conversion, the next story, which is a Cyberman story with Cybermen in it. But I think the the sort of build-up and the sense of things just going wrong that Warzone gives you is uh, some just some excellent writing. Uh, what do you think of this one, Connor? Um, I think it's I think it's excellent as as for for all the reasons you've said. Um, it's one I've always found really really easy to visualize. Um, on whether that be just from the description in 
the script or from or you know in in dialogue or whether it's the sound design or a mixture of the two it's always been really really i've always appreciated that aspect of it i think what as far as the cybermen go or and their presence in it um because you know they're not in it they're 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 lurking in the background and that's really really effective um but it's the fact that they managed to convince um as far as i remember they managed to convince humans to willingly take the upgrades willingly take you know the physical benefits that cyber technology can offer and it's almost that they have marketed it and 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 sold it to the human race as an idea they want even if it's not overt something quite similar has recently played out um on twitter in the form of i don't know whether either of you have seen it a cyber industry uh, a cyber industries page that sort of has linked into some topical things and and has done the Cybermen as if they're a brand um, and the latest tech product. Um, and it has people being cyber-converted because they can't afford to heat their homes. It has people being cyber-converted, you know, to avoid the grief of, you know, losing loved ones. Um, and it, it has all been presented as this, uh, the same sort of thing with people being persuaded to, to take, you know, the cyber upgrades willingly um, rather than being marched into the, conversion chambers at gunpoint so that's a really really fantastic idea and and i I, it's it's really really chilling to hear that play out um in an actual episode of doctor who yeah it's i I was following that cybers industries thing on twitter and it was it was so good that i think it reached the point that some people thought it was actually bad wolf uh that were running it 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 was so well done and it, it it does seem to just be a fan project. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I can see that that whole idea uh, is inspired by by Warzone. Yeah. Uh, Greg, what are your thoughts on it? Well, that that you're talking about, that almost goes all the way back to Spare Parts, which was another excellent story. And that showed willing conversion, although not in the same you know marketing aspect. That was more of to avoid a dying society. Warzone is absolutely excellent. I, I I cannot express how much I love this story. It is, like you said, the best two-parter the monthly range ever did. I don't think there's much dispute about that for me. Honestly, going back to the death in the family is probably my favorite story from the entire monthly range. That was back in 2011, I think. And from there all the way through to the end of the range, I think after Death in the Family, Warzone is the single best story in the monthly range. It is paced absolutely brilliantly. It's intense. Your heart's in your throat the entire time. The idea of the race is incredibly compelling. Every single character is given depth and significant development, even though it's such a a short story in terms of the running time. Uh, Peter Davison is at his absolute best. You can tell he's really into the material. I I don't have a bad word to say about it. Everyone should should hear it. Yeah, it it really is one of the the highlights of the range. You no, know, a range that gave us probably about near enough three hundred stories in total, if not more. Um, it, it really is sort of the certainly one that everyone should just sort of uh, get their hands on um next up another 
really well-received story, enjoyable story. Uh, it's Iron Bright. This was your choice, Greg, so go ahead. This is an earlier script from Chris Chapman, Iron Bright. It still shows a lot of the elements of his work that I've been talking about. It's it's structured well, it, it, much like Plight of the Pimpernel. It seems to be setting up one type of story, and then about halfway through, it just pulls the rug out from under you and throws you into a different one. It has a moral conflict that doesn't have an easy answer. It, it, it's, it's, it's a compelling idea, right? You've got these windows that appear into another world, and no one on Earth knows that these exist, but the pollution from Earth, from the Industrial Revolution, leaks through these windows and is slowly destroying an alien world. And you know, it asks the question, right? What, what, what right does this alien world have to intervene and stop it? Because humanity's not doing anything wrong. They're just following their natural development curve. They're going through something that all societies go through, but they're inadvertently causing causing death. And it's a, it's a very interesting moral question. Um, I, I do like how the script goes into it. My, my, my only issue with it is, is that eventually the alien world decides, well, we just have to destroy humanity. And then that makes the moral question less complex. But ultimately, you need to do something like that in order to resolve the story. So I don't really have an issue with it. And it's also just a good historical story for a, a perhaps a lesser known historical figure um, Eisenbard Kingdom Brunel, someone we did see in an Eighth Doctor novel, Reckless Engineering, but is given a very good story here to reintroduce him to the to the listener. Now, I, I, I like this one. It's a it's a strong historical story with a good twist in it, and Colin Baker's very good, and pairing him with Brunel is a great idea. I like it. I. I do think it works particularly well in it. It, it kind of takes the concept of the celebrity historical a bit further because for all intents and purposes for this story, Brunel is the companion. Um, and I, I really like the way that works. It's not just the doctor visiting somebody historical and having a bit of an adventure that they're part of. It's Brunel does sort of take on that companion role for quite a good chunk of the story i think that does work incredibly well so the last story we're going to talk about is uh the middle which was one of the first constants and flip stories and kind of played with a really really interesting concept i think uh it was your choice greg so again you go first i feel like i'm repeating myself a bit but yet again this really follows what's becoming the sort of classical Chris Chapman sort of structure in these <laughs> stories um, where you think it's one type of story to start and it turns into another one when, you know, the doctor and his companions uh, land on in, in this colony. It seems like we're into Logan's run, right? It seems like when you get to age 35, you're put to death, but then it turns out actually, no, you're not. You're taken away to work in, uh, in management, and then it seems like okay. Well, then when you're reaching age seventy, you're put to death. Still the same idea. Actually, no, you're not. Now you're taken and you're put in these robot virtual reality suits to go fight in the war, which you can do because you don't actually need to use your own physical ability. And 
And what I what I like about it too is that it it, it throws Constance directly into it by having the character celebrating her thirty fifth birthday, which naturally throws her right into the heart of the of the conflict. Um, it, it's a good story for the Doctor because he gets to fight the you know the system from within as, as happens, and I, I I really just like the ambition here. Um, I, I think in this period of the monthly range, we weren't always getting, you know, very intense, like emotional material for the sixth doctor. You know, I, I feel like Colin Baker was, was, was very, was very comfortable here. Not, not that this is a bad thing necessarily, but it's really good to, to give him something that allows him to show that type of righteous indignation that is so characteristic of his doctor. And he definitely gets to do that here. Um, and we already here see Chapman putting a little bit of conflict between Constance and, and, and Flip. I mean, it's not nearly as pronounced as it will be later on in Scorched Earth, but he recognizes that these are two different people from two different times and two different age groups, and they are going to spark off of each other every once in a while. It's not just going to be fun in, in, in immediate friendship. So yeah, the, the, the middle is, is also very good. I honestly, I would enjoy just sitting down and doing a Chris Chapman, big finish marathon, because I think basically everything that he's written for the company has been really good. Absolutely. I'd certainly struggle to, uh, find a dud in there. I just don't think there is one at all. Uh, Connor, what are your thoughts on the middle? Yeah, I like it. I very, very strong. I can't remember. I think I came to it. I, I, I most of Chris Chapman stories I've listened to out of order. I haven't, you know, followed. You know the the monthly range through in you know in order as far as that goes, um, and with Flip and Constance in particular, I've sort of picked out stories, um, that I've liked the sound of or 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 have heard good things about. Um, but this one, I think, was one I came to relatively later um, after hearing the likes of Scorched Earth and and Play of the Pimpernel. Um, but it doesn't change, you know, how how, how good it is. It's it it has, uh, as Greg noted, it has um, it finds something each for the Doctor Flip and Constance to do by splitting them up and putting them in the three distinct areas of um, this environment. Um, and and we get you know but across the three of them finding different ways to communicate and it's not easy for them to communicate they're very um they're all very isolated through the story um we get this picture built up that um all's not quite as it seems that these people are ultimately being you know they're part of a great big experiment um that the middleman is is overseeing um but i like it i i, I like that it takes it, it's a very simple idea um, as far as, you know, um, you know, flipping society on its head goes where you have, you know, uh, downtime and relaxation in your youth. You work in your middle age and then um, in your in your elderly years, you're sent out to fight. Um, it's it is a simple idea, but it's one that's used to great effect. And, uh, you know, quite a lot of the time you come away from a Doctor Who story saying, oh, that's a great idea. But I wish it had been taking a little, you know, I, I wish it had been taken a little bit further. This one is taken, I think, the whole way through, and you, you, you know, I, I, I certainly feel very satisfied 
um, that it has been fully explored by the end of it, um, which is which is superb. Um, yeah, it's 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 just it's it's a real testament to Chris Chapman's ability as a writer um, that you can point at any of his stories and and find you know that it's just as brilliant as the last one. They're they're all incredibly good. They all have really good reputations. Really good. Uh, they've all had really good receptions. Um, and this is this is not an exception to that. Absolutely, it's. I mean, I think we all agreed that there's there is something sort of fairly special on offer in every single Chris Chapman story, and uh, I feel as though we've barely scratched the surface here. But we've, you know, here's a half hour bonus episode about how brilliant it all is, anyway. And I'm sure Chris Chapman is a topic that we will revisit in the future. Um, we know that uh, next year uh, he's got a Tom Baker story coming out, which is obviously a new doctor for him to tackle. So look forward very much to that one. Uh, in the meantime, though, we will leave this there. So I will uh, say thank you and goodbye to Connor. Thank you very much. And thank you and goodbye to Greg. Always a pleasure. We'll see you soon. And we'll be back for more podcasting soon. Goodbye now. Goodbye now.